To another episode of Inside the Indies with me, Tim Farley. Today we are going to be talking about No Peace Underground's Rituals Part 1 and 2 and GCW's Off the Rails, which happened last weekend. So, uh, the first video got around 30 views, which is higher than our media, kind of in our in the higher of our median. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it uh, as much as I enjoyed doing it. And um, hopefully you stick around. Uh, so let's get into it. Rituals, No Peace Underground Rituals Part 1. The first match was Dark Sheik versus Kaita. They both get chairs to start, but Sheik drops hers and Kaita follows. Sheik hip-tossed Kaita onto a chair and drop-kicked him onto another. Sheik hits, hit the leg around the neck drop in the corner and goes to the top, but Kaita hurled a chair at her, bringing her down and hit a snap suplex onto a chair for two. Sheik hit a slingshot leg drop and a slingshot senton in succession, but took too much time for the pin and only got a two count. Sheik set up a chair, but Kaita changed the momentum and hit her with a drop toe hold into the chair, and Sheik hits the back of it with her throat. It was pretty nasty. Uh, Kaita hit a chin breaker and laid down and kicked up into Dark Sheik's face for two. Sheik hit a head scissors, then a leapfrog in the corner, and caught Kaita's head between her legs and sent him head first into a chair that was set between the top and second turnbuckles. Kaita hit a variation of the blue thunderbomb for two. Sheik with an amazing reversal and hit a pump handle driver for two. Kaita hit a tombstone variation for two. Sheik with the split and the dick super punch then hit a slice bread onto two chairs for the win. Kaida had some good offense and has potential, but Sheik shined, especially with her speed and grace. It was a decent opener. Uh, la la la. Reading from my notes is so fun, fun, fun. Reading from my notes is so fun. All right, so MV Young comes out and says, John Wayne Murdoch isn't here, but he's here and makes an open challenge. Funny Bone, who was, this, who was scheduled to wrestle John Wayne Murdoch, comes out. 
Funny Bone hit a big boot to MV and they traded chops on the outside. Sonico came out and hit a suicide dive to both MV Young and Funny Bone. Jimmy Lloyd came out and took two big Lucha-style arm drags from Sonico. This is now a fatal four-way. MV laid out Sonico with a lariat, floated over onto the apron to del and delivered a kick to Funny Bone, but not Funny Bone's Funny Bone. Ho 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 ho, dead joke. Lloyd super kicked MV off the apron, and as Lloyd turned back around, Sonico hit him with a springboard headbutt. Funny Bone double stomped Sonico on the second rope. Funny Bone with an amazing strike combo to Lloyd. Funny Bone hit a double stomp to MV's back and dove outside, outside onto Lloyd. Funny Bone slid three doors into the ring, hurled a chair at MV's head, and then slid three chairs into the ring as well. Lloyd stapled dollar bills all over Funny Bone's body and head. Funny Bone returned the favor by stapling an MV Young 8x10 to Lloyd's head, signed it, and super kicked him. MV hit a superplex, rolled through, and hit another suplex to Funny Bone for a two count. Sonico poured Legos onto the mat. But MV powerbombed Sonico into a door in the corner. Lloyd hit MV with a Death Valley driver onto the Legos for two. Funny Bone hit a running knee into a piece of door into Lloyd's face and set up four chairs and laid two doors across them. Funny Bone then poured tacks onto the doors. Yikes. Tower of Death with Funny Bone superplexing Sonico and Jimmy Lloyd powerbombing Funny Bone through the tacked doors, but MV Young slid in and rolled up Jimmy Lloyd for the heist victory. This match was fast, fun, and full of carnage. I'm really looking forward to MV Young's Polyam Woodstock this weekend, and I was very impressed by Funny Bone. This was the first time I've seen him. He looks like a star. He wrestles like a veteran. He's he's someone to watch, and he should, I believe he should get more bookings. Uh, but if this is the promotion that I have to watch to see him, I have no problem. Um, the main event of Rituals Part 1 was the No Peace Underground Championship match. Uh, champion Eric Ryan of 440 against the Deathmatch Daddy Bear Paro. Paro put on a dog collar, but Ryan refused by going outside. Ryan came back in and accepted the dog collar stipulation. Paro pulled Ryan in, but Ryan escaped to the outside. Paro pulled Ryan back into the ring and hit two body splashes and just tossed Ryan. Outside, Pero slammed Ryan's head off the apron like he was struggling to crack a coconut. Pero smashed a bundle of light tubes onto Ryan's head and went for it again, but Ryan countered by kneeing the second bundle into Pero's midsection. Pero quickly recovered and Gorilla Press slammed Ryan onto the apron and rolled him in to only get a two count. Pero caught a crossbody and hit a fallaway slam into the corner. 
Pero hit a form of a new Michinoku driver, but Ryan rolled to the outside. Ryan pulled the chain and sent Pero into the post multiple times before wrapping the chain around Pero's throat and choking him. Ryan whipped Pero with the chain and choked Pero again, and on Pero's back, Ryan headbutted the bear. Ryan set up two chairs, but got choke slammed through them by Pero. Pero followed up with a full Nelson slam and a senton, but still couldn't get the job done. Pero hit a big sit-out powerbomb, but again, Eric Ryan kicked out. Ryan pulled Pero off the top rope and sent him through two doors, but Pero kicked out. Ryan curb-stomped Pero, and Pero put himself halfway over the middle rope. Ryan came running from the other side for another stomp, but Pero moved and hung Ryan over the middle rope, and Ryan tapped. I enjoyed all three matches. The main event had good psychology, and I love Pero. I always have since I saw him teaming with Odinson. Uh, the show really benefited from being only an hour, as I find it tough to sit through three to four hours of hardcore or deathmatch wrestling. Overall, Rituals Part 1 gets a 7 out of 10 from moi. Now, going into Part 2. Jay Vidal versus Kaita. Nice chain wrestling to start until they both slap the taste out of each other's mouths. Jai turned a one-winged angel attempt into an arm drag variation. Jai ran into a chair shot, and Kaida hit the blue thunderbomb variation for two. Tilt-a-whirl DDT from Jay. Flipping snap suplex by Jay, and Kaita rolled to the outside. Jay reversed an Irish whip, sending Kaita over the guardrail and into chairs. Jay followed up with a running, leaping splash. A super kick by Kaita and both traded jumping knees. Jay drop, drop kicked a chair into Kaita's face for a two count. Kaita low blowed Jai. Inside out sidewalk slam and a leaping flatliner gave Kaita only a two count. Kaita powerbombed Jai, Jay, sorry, uh, through two chairs, but Jay kicked out. Low blow by Jay, and he followed with a powerbomb through a door for two. Jay hit the power bottom bomb for the win, which was similar to a Styles Clash setup. Um, Jay reminds me of Umberto Carrillo in that he's a charismatic hybrid wrestler, and Kaita, with his ruthlessness and crisp moves, remind me of Hakim Zayn, or if you know him from Impact, Rohit Raju. Kaita, like Zayn, may not do all the standard indie moves, but the moves he does look fundamentally sound. It was a very decent opener. And Kaita has potential. These are the first two matches I've ever seen of Kaita. First match I've ever seen of Jay Vidal. I wouldn't mind seeing them again. Um, the second match of Rituals Part 2 was 440 member Atticus Kogar against Chris Bay. After their entrances, new champion Pero came down to survey the match 
As Bay was distracted by Pero, Atticus attacked from behind. Huge dropkick by Bay for two. Da, da, da. Koger with an apron DDT. Koger brought out the skewers that he's known for, but flipped off the crowd and threw them up in the air and out of the ring. Both had chairs, but Kogar set his up and kicked it into Bay's legs. And once Bay was on his knees, Kogar kneed the chair into Bay's face. Two double lariats and a double dropkick put both men on the mat. Bay, with a jumping European uppercut into the corner, went to the outside and hit an enziguri, then went off the top for a double stomp and missed, but rolled through and hit a spine buster, rolled through and hit a power bomb, but only got a two count. Bay went for the ultimate finesser, but Koger caught him in the ropes and followed with a moonsault to a draped Bay for two. Bay hit a code red for two. A couple near falls for Kogar after a, after a released German suplex and a standing moonsault. They both battled on the top rope while there was a there was the two-chair door set up, and Kogar low-blowed Bay and hit a headlock driver through the door to win. After the match, Kogar went to Pero at the commentary booth, took the title, raised it, and threw it down as Power stood, Pero stood up and watched angrily. Bay and Kogar put on a pretty good match and had good chemistry. I hate praising a Kogar match, but these two really worked well together. Um, out of all the matches that I've talked about from these two shows so far, I would recommend the main event of night one and this match and the match I'm about to talk about. The main event was supposed to be EC3 against Matthew Justice. Uh, after a confrontation, the two had after Justice had a match with Eric Redbeard. EC3 came out and grabbed a mic. And commentary called him the essential character, which I really enjoyed. Um, so EC3 grabbed the mic, saying he came to the Deathmatch promotion because everyone is fighting for their lives. He said that Matthew Justice didn't show up and is somewhere in Vegas in a hotel room succumbing to his demons. Uh, this leads him to speak about addictions and becoming something greater than that. EC3 said he came here to find potential, someone who could go beyond this shithole called No Peace Underground, and lays out an open challenge. Buffalo boy Kevin Blackwood answered the call. So we get EC3 versus Kevin Blackwood. As Blackwood was taking his jacket off, EC3 attacked from behind with vicious strikes and slamming Blackwood's head off of Three top turnbuckles. Blackwood with a combo of strikes and hit a elbow to the back of EC3's skull. EC3 stopped the offense with a big lariat and then grounded Blackwood with a half Nelson choke, similar to a chicken wing. EC3 had Blackwood in a DDT position, 
But instead of falling back for the DDT, he just front-slammed Blackwood, then followed with a delayed vertical suplex. Blackwood fired back with strikes again and a nice suplex. Blackwood hit a double stomp off the top to EC3's back. EC3 with a double underhook face buster and taps Blackwood out with the purpose. EC3 grabbed the mic and told Blackwood he has potential and promise, and once he controls his narrative, he will have purpose. He then says good job, and they shake hands. EC3 is so driven and precise with his movements, and ever since he came back onto the wrestling scene, his body is incredible, his character is incredible, I mean, everyone praised what he did in Impact, and for good reason. And then they tried to make it work in NXT, and it didn't really translate that well. And you have MJF, who's doing something similar to that gimmick. And EC3 seems to have taken stock of that and reinvented himself and is controlling his narrative. Uh, I'm... I'm starting to really appreciate EC3 more than I did before. Blackwood continues to impress me every time I see him. Uh, his strikes are are fantastic. During this match, he hit like three liver shots or kidney shots to, to um, EC3, and it was just like it brought a sense of reality. It wasn't just like, you know, boom, 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 boom. It was... It was targeted, you know, uh, hurtful strikes. This was a really good match. Rituals Part 2 didn't disappoint. The only criticism I have for both Ritual shows is that there was too much use of doors and chairs, uh, especially in the same manner, like laying the chair or two, laying the door or two doors across two or four chairs. But... Each competitor put their own twist on the spots. Uh, as this was my introduction to No Peace Underground, they certainly are on my radar now. Uh, like I said, I'm excited for Polly and Woodstock this weekend, and they are running, they will be there running a show called Ayahuasca. If you don't know what Ayahuasca is, you could look it up or not but it's pretty weird stuff. Um, Rituals Part 2 gets a 7.5 out of 10. So we went from 7 to 7.5, and that's pretty good in my book. Uh, so yeah, let's get into the last show I will be reviewing, which is GCW Off the Rails. Now, I do want to say that ROH had Glory by Honor, that was two shows. GSW had Global Festival, and that was two shows, two full shows. And Impact had Emergence. And uh, I saw the card for Rituals, and I liked the talent, and I knew that it wouldn't be three to four hours long each. So that's how I came to ch choose what I was talking about. But when I decided to do these shows, and there's a GCW show that weekend, you bet your ass I'll be talking about 
that GCW show. Because I love it. Um, so GCW off the rails started with the scramble match, which was Ninja Mac versus Lucas Riley versus Matt Vandegrift versus Eli Everfly versus Trey Lamar versus the Lucha legend Juventud Guerrero. Hoovy took everyone out quick. Ninja Mac and Hoovy put on a quick little Lucha show with a lot of dodging and flippy stuff. Vandergriff goes on a nice spree, ending with a moonsault to Hoovy. Huge crossbody from Lamar to Mac. Hoovy schooling these youngins. Vandergriff with a 619 to Hoovy. Eli with a double stomp off the top to Vandergriff to the apron. Riley with a huge slingshot cutter and a tope to the outside. Mac hits a four backflip moonsault to the outside. Vandergriff with a double stomp to Lamar. Eli with a butterf butterfly super destroyer to Vandergriff. Riley breaks up an arm breaker from Mac to Everfly with a Swanton Bomb. Hoovy Driver to Lucas Riley for the win. This was a great scramble. Hoovy got it in. And Vandergriff, this is my first time seeing him, and he really impressed. Uh, he, he came in out of nowhere multiple times to switch the momentum of the match. And he he did very well. Uh, I would... I'm definitely going to be looking out for him in the future. Next, Cardona came out dressed as ECW Vince McMahon, uh, you know, in all black and a do-rag. And he cut a promo that got major booze, but you couldn't hear it unless you were in attendance. Cardona challenges some big boy ring crew worker. His name is Sam Stackhouse, and everyone cheers for him. And when I say big boy, I mean... Big boy, like A.C. Romero size. Cardona keeps the mic and talks shit while booting Sam. Cardona hit him in the head with a full six-pack of PBR, then spit some in Sam's face. Sam kicked out of the broski boot. Sam moves from a chair shot attempt, and it ricocheted into Cardona's face. Sam hit a spinning wheel kick and a suicide dive. Big sit-out powerbomb for two by big boy Sam. Sam misses a second-rope moonsault, and Cardona hits a low blow and a rough rider for the win. I don't know if it's called Broski Brute and Rough Rider anymore, but that's how I know them, so whatever. Uh, Sam Stackhouse was impressive. Because he is almost as big as Haystacks Calhoun. I'm lying. More like Jeff Cannonball or AC Romero. Wish I could have heard all the shit talk. On the way to the back, a fan flips Cardona off and Cardona puts him on the ground. I think the fan was Jody himself, but I'm not sure. If you know, leave a comment. If you know, let me know. And if you get that, good on you. The third match was Jimmy Lloyd versus Dark Sheik. Head scissors and a drop kick by Sheik. Sheik does the leg around the head slam from the top, and Lloyd goes outside. 
Lloyd launches a chair right at Sheik's head for two. Dark Sheik with a suicide dive. Sheik with a spin kick off the top for two. Inseguri for two by Lloyd. Jimmy hits her with a beer and then takes a swig. Brings in a door and a staple gun and staples dollar bills to Sheik's head and arms. Punch to the dick by Sheik. Sheik staples the dollars to Jimmy's head and arms. Lloyd staples a bill to Sheik's ass and breasts. Big spin kick by Sheik. Sheik hit Lloyd in the head with a chair twice for a two count. Sheik sets up a door across two doors. Uh, Sheik set up the door across two doors. Uh, maybe I meant chairs. Sheik, <laughs> Sheik staples Lloyd's tongue or lip to the door and hits a slingshot leg drop through the door and then another slingshot tope for Senton for two. Sheik sets up four chairs. Lloyd hits a tiger bomb and a package pile driver, but Sheik kicks out. Pump handle driver for two by Sheik. Big overhead pile driver by Lloyd, but Sheik kicks out at the last possible moment. Package pile driver through the four chairs, and Lloyd wins. This was an enjoyable match. I loved how they were covered in bills throughout the match, and I get that Lloyd needs the momentum going into the finale against G-Raver, but can GCW please give Dark Sheik a win? <sighs> the next match we had was Nick Wayne versus Dante Leon. Uh, the last match we reviewed of GCW it had Nick Wayne on it. Nick Wayne is only 16 years old and he's a third generation wrestler. Wayne hit a jumping DD jumping knee and a tope cone hero after a lot of fast reversing and dodging by both men. Leon hit a cutter off the top over the rope and hit a swanton onto Wayne's back as Wayne stood on the apron. Wayne hit a front flip senton onto Leon off the apron. Wayne hits a 619 and follows with a slingshot crucifix bomb for two. Leon hits a big twisting dive onto Nick Wayne's back for two. Spanish fly off the apron through a door to the floor by Wayne. Wayne hits a huge swanton for two. Leon went for the end seeker cutter, but Wayne kicked him midair. Wayne goes for a clout cutter, but Leon turns it into a submission. Flipping corner cutter ends Wayne's offensive match, and Leon wins. This was fast-paced. Uh, Nick Wayne got a lot of shine, but the right guy won. Loved all the movement in this. Leon is so fun to watch, along with Ninja Mac, and if they keep booking Wayne, I'll probably be saying the same thing about him. We then got Effie versus Ricky Morton. Effie comes out to Rhinestone Cowboy and has blonde hair. And this made Timmy sad. Because Timmy loves Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Effie hit the leg DDT from the top. Effie tried to do the kiss, 
for mind games, but Ricky kissed him back, and the crowd went wild. A lot of punches and rest holds in this match. Effie wins with a roll-up. Always fun to see Ricky Morton as well as Effie. I missed the goodbye Yellow Brick Road entrance, though. Starboy Charlie versus Jordan Oliver. Starboy Charlie just came off the win of his life. Like, uh, tapping out Chris Dickinson and Jordan Oliver has been having one of the best years of any independent wrestler, female, male, whatever. It starts with back and forth chops in the corner till Oliver stomps Charlie out. Oliver caught a standing shooting star into a triangle, but Charlie got to the apron. Big boot from Oliver put Charlie down. Big run around the ring that leads to a penalty kick to the back of Starboy, and Starboy returns the favor. Back drop on the apron by Oliver. Starboy punches Oliver like 28 times. Oliver puts the boots up when Starboy tries a lion salt. Oliver's suicide dive is stopped by a common gurry. Hesitation drop kick for two by Starboy. Tope con hero by Starboy. Oliver catches Charlie off the top with a power bomb and then hits a tiger driver for two. Fans cheer on Starboy as Oliver sets up for another power bomb and Starboy. But Starboy hits a DDT and a suplex into the turnbuckle. Standing shooting star and a moonsault from the top, and Oliver kicks out. They trade kicks, and Starboy goes for the same submission he beat Dickinson with, but Oliver slams him off and taps Starboy out with a Boston Crab. They shake hands and hold each other's arms up afterwards in a show of respect. This was a fun match. I'm a big fan of both guys. Starboy just came off a big win that meant a lot, but Oliver is going for Independent Wrestler of the Year. I believe the only match he lost in GCW this year was the title match against Nick Gage. I could be wrong, but I believe I'm right. Um, the next match was definitely my match of the night. Alley Cash against AJ Gray. Uh, Ali hit a suicide dive to Gray during his entrance. Big spin kick to Ali. Splash in the corner, but Ali kicked out. Gray was going for the lariat, but Ali kicked his leg and started targeting the leg. Ali pulled the leg on the ropes and then hit a senton for two. Ali relentlessly on that leg. Relentless attacks on that leg. Ali applied a half crab, but Gray got to the ropes. They trade forearms and chops, and Greg just grabs her by the head and continuously slaps her in the face before hitting an insiguri. Allie counters a powerbomb with a Rana, upkick, and a Northern Lights bridge suplex for two. STF by Allie, but Gray once again gets to the ropes. Big back elbow from Gray. And he set her on top, but she drops down and hits a powerbomb for two. Big backdrop driver and a fisherman buster by Gray for two. Powell driver through the ropes, but Gray kicks out. 
Allie goes for a lariat, but Gray catches her with one for two, then gets up and hits the lariat again for the win. From this point, this was the best match on the show. Allie continues to show she is a wrestler and not just a gimmick girl, but Gray still pulled it out. Uh, I felt like Gray could have taken the loss here. Uh, Allie's on this um, journey to prove herself as a wrestler by changing her last name from Cat to Catch. And I'm wondering when we're going to have a big payoff. I know that she beat Effie, and that's fantastic. But I'm still looking for, or maybe I'm just a big Alley Catch fan. Who knows? Um, next, we had Chris Bay against Too Cold Scorpio. A lot of filling out until Scorpio tossed Bay over his head to get out of a cravat. More reversals and a long headlock until Scorp hits a dropkick after hitting the ropes, and they do it again, and Bay hits two dropkicks, then a tope cone hero into the crowd. Everybody wants to do a tope cone hero, but you can't do it like Kenny Omega or Finn Balor. Okay? <laughs> Can we get that point across? Ah, uh, these shows... Man, I'm, I feel like there's some moves that I'm just saying constantly. And Tope Konhiro is one of them. Let's get some variety in these shits, huh? Scorpio hits a spinning wheel kick and then launches Bay with a released German suplex for two. Scorpio hits a twisting splash from the top for two. Satellite head scissors and an enziguri give Bay a two count. Diving forearm from the top from Bay for two. Double stomp to Scorp's back, and Bay goes up top and hits a huge frog splash for two. Rolling forearm by Bay. Pele kick to the back of Bay's head, and Scorpio hits a huge moonsault for two. Bay with a chin breaker and a super, a super kick and a lethal injection, which I found out. He calls the ultimate finesser for the win. They raise each other's arms as the crowd cheers. The match was slow at points, but I give that a pass because Scorpio is a legend and a G. I'm glad Scorpio has been on the indies putting the younger African Americans over. As in the last episode of Inside the Indies, he put over Willie Mack at VXS party all the time. The main event of GCW's Off the Rails was a precursor to the War Games match happening at the Art of War Games. Uh, 4-4-0 of Ricky Shane Page, Atticus Kogar, and Eric Ryan against MDK Gang, Nick Gage, Mance Warner, and Matthew Justice. Eric and Gage start, and Gage blows a snot rocket on Ryan and hits a spine buster. Justice hits a splash in the corner, and Gage follows with a Vader bomb elbow drop for two. Kogar gets in, and Justice puts him down. Warner hits a superplex on Kogar, but RSP hits a splash off the top onto Mance. Snap suplex and standing moonsault on Mance by Kogar for two. 440 works over old Mancer, 
just wrenching the arm over and over in their corner. 4-4-0 like a well-oiled machine. Mance switches places with RSP, and Ryan wrenches RSP's arm over and over, then releases, and Mance hits a DDT. Gage with a spinning neckbreaker to Kogar and a running forearm. Face wash with a chair by Gage to Kogar. Face wash with a chair to Ryan by Gage. Um, Justice hits the ropes. Jumps off the chair and sentons. Justice hits the ropes. Jumps off the chair, similar to Sabu, and sentons to the outside to Koger and RSP. On the outside, a lot of chair play by both teams. Gage throws Kogar into a bunch of chairs as RSP and Eric Ryan set up doors in the corners and one on some chairs. Warner sends RSP into a door as Gage and Kogar sit and trade headbutts. Pal driver off the second rope through a door from Gage to Kogar, but instead of pinning, Gage grabs a sharp piece of the door and consistently stabs Kogar in the head. Kogar puts the skewers in Gage's head, but Gage pulls them right out, but Ryan puts him down with a boot. Him being Gage. Justice and Warner smash a door piece and a chair into RSP, then place a door over RSP. Justice is on top and waits for Warner and Gage to give him light tubes. But Ryan and Kogar hit baseball slides, smashing the light tubes into Warner and Gage. Justice is in between two doors, and, just, and Justice goes for a coast... RSP is in between two doors, and Justice goes for a coast-to-coast, -coast, but RSP slid out of the ring at the last moment. Chair shots to Justice and 4-4-0 pile on Justice for the win. They continue to beat down on Gage, but Warner comes in with a chair. Justice grabs a chair, then light tubes to Eric Ryan and Kogar as RSP was on the outside watching and yelling. Choke breaker by Gage to Kogar, and then a as RSP and Ryan Bale, Gage stabbed Kogar repeatedly in the head with a broken light tube. This match was fun as hell. When you have second gear crew and MDK, it's always going to be fun. RSP is a fantastic heel. 440 are fantastic heels. Um, this was. Just really, really fun. My overall thoughts on GCW Off the Rails is that it was a fun show with a lot of cool matchups. Standout matches were Alley Catch versus AJ Gray, Starboy versus Jordan Oliver, Oliver in the main event of 440 against MDK Gang. Off the Rails gets an 8 out of 10 from this guy. So, if you've watched the first episode of Inside the Indies, and you watch this episode, thank you. 
make sure to hit the like button, the subscribe button, so you don't miss anything from myself or John of Armbar Audio. And um, leave me a comment of what independent promotions you would like me to talk about. Uh, I'd appreciate it. Um, there's so many out there, and there's so many wrestlers going all different types of places that it's hard to choose what shows to talk about sometimes. Uh, I was going to review Beyond American Rana, but unfortunately, due to Hurricane Henry, they had to cancel the show, uh, which is just heartbreaking because American Rana is something independent fans look forward to every year and that sucks but uh i hope to see you again the next time i decide to do this uh like i said uh it all depends on schedules and what is happening that's important in wrestling because i did allude to strong stylings which should be coming up after new japan's Wrestle Grand Slam events. Once again, I'm Tim Farley of Armbar Audio. Thank you for joining me. You have a great one.